0: the
1: hammer no you're not and welcome to the latest episode of dropping a hammer with Dan fadden i am the show's uh subtitle namesake Dan fadden uh and with me as always is my friend and uh podcasting uh friend for life uh james crow say say hi crow
0: hello everyone I now have something else to do during the podcast. I, I press buttons and make music happen, like live, instead of editing it <laughs> in afterwards.
1: So it, make, it makes recording it feel feel a lot more natural. Uh, I'm not responding to nothingness. So, um, but here we are. It is Wednesday, June second, 2021, as we're recording this. Uh, and behind me on my TV, or to my to my rear, my right rear, uh, is uh, Fox Sports One is currently. They're about to air the final installment of their portion of the iRacing Invitational season where they're racing on a digital streets of Chicago, which is, I find, fascinating because I've thought for years now that they should be racing on a street course um, because I think it would be better with cars with fenders rather than open wheels. And I'm pretty sure um, that that race is going to be reality here Either If not next year, the year after that, because you don't send iRacing out to the literal streets of Chicago to scan the streets of Chicago if you're just going to do a midweek race in in early June of 2021 and not do something else with that. Um, So that's going to be interesting that that'll be on the background as we record this episode, but it's also three days after the running of... NASCAR's Coca-Cola 600, and also IndyCar's Indianapolis 500, um, and uh, I think we're probably going to have the same reaction to this race, Crow, that we had <laughs> after Dover. Am, am I wrong?
0: I mean, be the same reaction we have to uh any race where Carl Larson is at the front for most of it. <laughs> which that's isn't a knock fair. against that's, him. That's
1: not fair. It's
0: not that's a knock not against fair. him. He just very, ex- he excels at tracks that are exceedingly boring to watch races at. He,
1: he was at the front at Kansas a lot. I thought Kansas was a decent race though, to be fair. I was kind of incapacitated on the couch for large swaths of that race. Um, but um, yeah, the Coke 600 won by Kyle Larson. He swept all the stages. I, I, I don't know offhand how many laps he led but it was a lot. He was my pick to win the race. So um, really, if guys, if it's the Coke 600 in the last four or so years, if they're starting within on the front row, there's a good chance they're going <laughs> to Um, I, I don't know where Brad Keselowski started last year. Um, but yes, Kyle Larson won going away. It really wasn't a contest. Chase Elliott did pass him for the lead once, three wide in between Larson and a lap car. So that things were interesting for, like, five seconds. Um, <laughs> but it was, yeah, it was a race. Crow, what was what was your thought? Like, you didn't watch it live, right? You watched it afterwards. No, no.
0: no it's... So for anyone who's curious, I rarely watch races live because my wife and I work different schedules, and Sunday is usually the only day we have off together. So we're doing other things when that so race you have, is on. So you,
1: you have not reached the point in... Your NASCAR devotion, where you're like, "Honey, I'm gonna sit on this couch with my craft beer, and I'm going to watch this race." And I mean, do not disrupt me. If you haven't reached that 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 level yet.
0: I'm not even there with hockey, so <laughs> let's let's take it down a notch there.
1: Okay, all but right.
0: Now, now I usually watch it um. We'll, Monday or Tuesday. We'll,
1: get, we'll 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 get there,
0: <laughs> but yeah, it. Okay. So, yeah, all right, so
1: you're 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 tape delayed watching on YouTube viewing. Yeah, you so,
0: over. um, so yeah, I usually watch it, you know, Monday or Tuesday, and yeah, you know, even the parts where I'm strictly just watching this to see what happens, it's just not very was not very memorable because it was, you know, four hours of here's Kyle Larson, here's occasionally Chase Elliott, um, at one point Martin Trix not Martin Truex, uh Denny Hamlin got up there for a little bit. That didn't last very I don't long.
1: Remember, I don't even remember doing Hamlin I would get. Oh, wait, no, that's right. No, no, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They took two. They took two tires. Yeah. OK. Yeah. I forgot about that. You're right. You're right. They tried to mix things up, but then uh, gravity took took over. <laughs> but <laughs> Kyle yeah, Larson was soon back the, at the lead.
0: Yeah. And Larson was just he was just above everybody else in this race. So it, it just was like Trace Elliott is the only one that was even close. And even then it it felt like it was like Larson cruising and um, Elliot having to do everything just to get up to him.
1: Yeah. I mean, but yeah, like, like as we were talking about last week, he Kyle Larson has the best car this year. Um, it this is the only his second time winning, but he's leading, leading in laps. I believe he hit the thousand laps led Mark um, has two race wins. He's leading all the state in stage ones. He swept all the stages, but yet he's still not leading the points. He's still, I believe like seventy some points behind Danny Hamlin, despite just thrashing uh, the competition and doing all that. So, and that's why that's why I picked him last week to win. And um, for once, uh, outside of you know winning at Las Vegas, it came to fruition. So, who who was your pick, Crow?
0: Uh, probably Martin Trix, Jr.
1: He was he was never even a factor. Yeah. <laughs> which is bizarre.
0: Yeah, I. I mean, my, my first pick was Kyle Larson, so I will take credit there. But <laughs> I said that one didn't count. <laughs> okay. Because I don't no, want to pick true, the same Truex, person.
1: Truex was marred back in, like, the teens, I, I believe, for much of the race. Yeah, I think, if I remember correctly, he um, was running,
0: like, right around 10, 11, 12.
1: He finished, and then he oh, he, had a, he had some sort of problem. What, what happened? And he finished 29th. Um nine laps off the pace. I forgot something something happened to him, but he was he was never a factor. Kyle Larson won. We almost had another Hendrick one, two, three, four finish, but we were saved um by Kyle Bush, who put on a show there at the end, trying to make things at least somewhat interesting. Um uh he almost passed Byron and Chase Elliott in like one turn, but uh like lap like traffic uh only allowed him to get past byron so he finished third but yeah uh hendrick is good this year guys um i think, I think a they've lot been of this... good
0: for a while
1: <laughs> well oh you know, since the end of last year you know chase Elliott winning the championship winning the final two races yeah things have been kicked in kicked in the gear for them and a lot of that can be attributed to the new found uh partnership between hendrick's engine building department and ecr engines which is just Owned by Richard Childress, Um, they've they've joined forces and are now the prime engine builders solely for General Motors teams, um, Chevrolet's teams. So, and you also had the RCR cars up there in the top ten. I believe where did they? Yeah, Austin Dillon was sixth, Tyler Reddick was ninth. So, um, and for a long time now, RCR has not been that consistently consistent. Um, So, having both of them up there. Uh, is impressive and you got chris busher finishing eighth for roush racing so um the front of the pack is not the way it was last year uh (laughs) denny hamlin still hasn't won kevin harvick is not a consistent front runner though he was up there in the top five jockeying position for a good portion of that race but he still has not won and he won nine races last year so um it's I don't. We, we can't have. I don't know if we can have like a big three conversation this year um, yet. Though I mean, really, it's it's Hamlin, Truex, and Larson at this point. Um, though they're what just just but for different reasons. Larson, yeah. Larson's has the best car. Truex has the most wins, and Hamlin's has a death grip on the point. Um, yeah,
0: so- it, it it's weird because even you, you say that with larson i feel like i feel weird including him in that list even though he's you know having a really good season yeah and has won a couple races and led you know tons of laps um it's like definitely martin Truex jr definitely denny hamlin and and then also i guess Kyle larson who has won more than it's either larson
1: it's either larson or william byron um yeah because he, he again finished the fourth fourth where was it crap um, yeah, fourth. So he he's he has a lot of top tens this year. Uh, he finished 11th at, at Coda, which derailed his very, very long streak of uh, top tens. So um, but through 15 races, he has 12 top tens. Um, which is just rather remarkable. but yeah. um, but he's they paired him this year with Rudy Fugel, who was his crew chief in the truck series back uh, when he won, was doing so good in his lone season there at Cowbush Motorsports. And it's, whether it's a combination of him fi- having four years under his belt in the cup and being paired with him, he's he's killing it right now. Um, and I I was a naysayer of, of his uh, through the first three years. Like he, he was supposed to be this great pro- pro- project, protege, whatever you want to call him. Um, and he only had one win through his first, three seasons um but he's proving me wrong this year by a lot um but uh it'll be interesting to see when he finally gets a cup win that's not in the state of florida um <laughs> because both of his have come in florida at daytona daytona and homestead so um we we almost saw uh bubba wallace get his first top 10 uh, of the season last night he, he he made it up to like i want to say eighth at one point, but then they had an uncontrolled, uh, tire go into, uh, I believe it was Chris Busher's uh, pit box, and that sent him back to fifteenth, um, and he couldn't get out of that, uh, where did he finish.
0: Yeah, other than that, he had a pretty good day, um, solid, not great, you know,
1: fourteenth. So yeah, he was never able last last car in the lead lap, um, but uh, yeah. So did you have any other? observations other than rick hit rick kendrick oh by the way who they they now own the most cup wins of any organization ever they passed uh petty enterprises with their win they've won three races in a row uh which they have not done since uh 2015 when jeff gordon won at martinsville uh jimmy johnson won at texas and dale jr won at phoenix in the next to last round of the playoffs and the those wins by Gordon and Dale jr. Were the final wins of their cup careers. So um, that's how, that's how long Hendrix has gone uh, with this kind of dominance all at once. So um, yeah.
0: and I think it's worth adding to that, that <laughs> you know, it, when it comes to things like most wins and stuff, I kind of feel like, you know, when you're competing, comparing people to petty, like <laughs> it, you have to like take into account, like it's a different beast it's a lot oh, harder yeah. to oh, pull yeah. the to, to get all those wins so oh, the yeah. fact that they did so much of that in whatever you would refer to as the modern era Se- 72 since it,
1: on 72 onwards, the modern era yeah
0: yeah you know is makes it even more impressive
1: so but yeah and also like pet petty was competing his peak was when they had like 60 races in a season <laughs> so yeah, and yeah. Uh, it's like a, they come in like half
0: to make make a good comparison to the one person that also likes hockey and listens to this, um, you know, it, it's like with uh, you know Ovi going after Gretzky's records. Like, it's it, it, it he is such an amazing player because when Gretzky like the ecosystem in hockey is different now, um, and it's a lot harder to be that kind of dominant player. And so, it's, it's a very similar situation, I guess, where you have. You know, in the modern era, it's harder to be that. Just, I don't know. I used to have a poster in my room of all of the champions for NASCAR, and this is two thousand. Yeah, Um, and I just remember it was like Richard Petty, Richard Petty, Richard Petty, with some other people mixed in, and then, then like in the nineties, it was just Diller and Hart, Jeff Gordon.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it was ninety. 90 91 Arnhart, 92 was Alan Kowicki's year, the 93 94 Arnhart, the 95 Gordon, the 96 Terry Labani, the yeah. 97 98 Gordon, and the 99 Dale Jarrett got the cup cap off the dec- decade. So, um, the, I think like the 80s are probably the the decade with the most diverse field of champion, probably. The uh, Waltrip had three, uh, and then Oh man I should probably probably retract that statement and go look at the '80s before I, I say
0: that. <laughs> so, but, so just I mean, there's not a lot to talk about with the Coke 600. But I guess the one topic and we t- we talked about it um, last week too. Um, does this race stay here? Do, 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 do they
1: keep mean they keep, Do they keep doing the 600?
0: Keep keep the 600 well, and keep it at Charlotte.
1: Okay, so um, this was the last 600 with this seven, 550 horsepower package. Thank goodness. Um, I mean, I tweeted it during the race that like this package, in my opinion, works at Homestead. It works at Kansas. It works at Las Vegas to 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 a, to a degree. It does not work at Charlotte, um, and it's not going to work at Texas when they go to there for the All Star race here in next weekend. Um, it's not going to do that. It's it's going to be more the same, unfortunately, probably. So we'll see, Uh, I want to see what the next gen car does on the intermediate tracks like this. Uh, All the talk is about the intermediate, is about mechanical grip and all that. We still don't know what the final horsepower package is going to be for the next gen car. Um, But speaking of next gen car, um, this month I have the cover story on Speed Sport Magazine uh, about the next gen car. It's It's a month later than everyone else's stories because everyone published their stories the day the car was revealed on May 5th, but I got to submit my story a few days later and features, uh, exclusive interviews with, uh, executives from all three, um, manufacturers, David Wilson at Toyota racing development, uh, and also the guys who are in charge at, at Chevrolet and also exec exec, an executive from Ford also features interviews with William Byron and Kurt Busch. Um, but yes if you have a subscription to speedport magazine online or the physical actual magazine you should be able to read that cover story which is the first time i've ever done a co- had a story on the cover of a national magazine so that's cool for me so um, congratulations thank you um so hopefully you can read that i really liked it i've gotten feedback from friends who don't read who don't follow nascar who said it was well written and they found it interesting so that's the best feedback you could get is from someone who doesn't follow nascar saying this was a good story so um hopefully you guys can read that in some form um because it's behind a paywall or so get the physical copy i don't know i don't know how to pitch this since it's really hard to read (laughs) so just tell um,
0: everyone to go to hastings and pick it up
1: Hasting doesn't exist. Crush. I
0: know. <laughs> I'm sorry to crush you like that.
1: <laughs> People got tired of paying rent. It's like, oh, we're just gonna close down. Meh. So, the last place you could rent video games physically, rent movies physically, and pick up Speed on one...
0: magazine now featuring a story by Daniel McFadden. on the I cover.
1: No, no, I have no idea where where you could actually physically you buy. You might
0: coffee. be able to get it at Walmart. I think feel like maybe I saw a speed sport at a Walmart one time.
1: I'll go check. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> but, I mean but thank you to the, the the powers that be at Speed Sport magazine for letting me uh write that story. Um so it feels good after like I like I uh I think I mentioned like mentioned on the last story. Like this the last week has felt I felt better about my professional prospects than at any <laughs> point since the beginning of October 9th of last year. So, um and also update um it is I'm very likely going to be getting to cover my first race in person since um October of 2019 later this month. I uh will be covering uh the inaugural race weekend at Nashville Super Speedway. Oh, cool. So, yeah, just just have to get the credential approved. Everything else is ready to go. So, I am very much looking forward to that. Um, so anyway, I'm
0: sure that has something to do with some completely other different company.
1: Yes, frenchstretch.com. Yes, yes, thank you. Thank but, you for the reminder.
0: <laughs> but we are we, we now have, you know, on the scene reporters for racing. So, so yeah, new yeah. new milestone for the podcast.
1: Yeah, yeah. So yeah, um that that that's the June 20th race weekend I'll be covering that for frenchstretch.com. Um, I don't have a call on this week for anyone to go read. I just, Monday was, um, Memorial day. And my family went on like this, like kind of last minute, uh, trip up the Branson, Missouri. Um, and I, we were there all day. And so I just didn't have, I didn't have the time to, and I just didn't know what I was going to write about (laughs) after (laughs) that race. So, um, but I will be having a feature story on front next week that I'm really looking forward to putting together people being able to read. Um, it'll be, uh, detailing. I, I, am going to be vis- I'm visiting with black NASCAR fans who came to the sport in the last 12 months, uh, and talking with them about what, what the experience has been like, what they've enjoyed. And, um, because next month, next, next month, next week is the one year anniversary of Steve Phelps on June 7th, giving his speech at Atlanta, Mar Speedway. Um, you know declaring you know we we need to help the black community and then june tenth is the anniversary of NASCAR banning the the Confederate flag on all its grounds and Bubba Wallace driving the Black Lives Matter car at Martinsville. So um, next week is the one year anniversary of just really just the most significant thing in my opinion NASCAR's done <laughs> <laughs> yeah. in um its 70 year history. Like that I mean um, I
0: think as weird as I it is, I feel like the last year may have been one of the better things to happen in NASCAR in a long time, like for the health of the sport. Oh, because, absolutely. You know, it shoved that they were the only the only major sporting league that was like still running for a while. I guess you had yeah. UFC, but they, that, that whole situation was just weird. And then um, it, it know, was
1: an unbelievable confluence event yeah. um, that benefited. Positive events and very negative events on on the, the 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 national stage that NASCAR did benefit from, and that all led to the week the second the second week of June of last year. Just things happened so quickly I couldn't believe they were happening. Um, but uh, I, we haven't even discussed this, bro. Uh, ne- next week, no formal episode of the podcast because it's All Star Race week and i don't care about the all-stars <laughs> but um as part of the the story that i'm writing about these black nascar fans i, I did re- do an interview with one of the subjects renee mitchell um so uh it was a really fascinating discussion we will be releasing that as an episode um so uh, hopefully everyone can look for, have you even listened have you listened to that episode that that interview no, yet okay yet. okay so yeah that will be the thing to expect in your feeds next week Well, also you can read my interviews. So, um, my story that I write. But anyway, um, enough of that. What time is it, Crow?
0: It's time for me to press another button. <laughs> <laughs> I really need to mute my microphone because every time I play that, like, I laugh and I fall back in my chair and then I come back. I thought
1: just... that was on the recording. I didn't no. know. <laughs>
0: Nope, that's just it, it. It's just I'm very consistent on my my terrible noise, background
1: noise. <laughs> All right. <laughs> anyway, it's McDowell watch. Where? How did our uh, intrepid uh, Daytona 500 champion Michael McDowell do in the Coke 600? Uh, he finished 20th. Uh, where'd it go? He finished 20th, uh, which was after starting 24th. It's not his best career finish in the Coke 600 at Charlotte on, on the Oval. On the Charlotte Oval, his best finish was actually 14th. Uh, that came back in the fall of 2016. Uh, but it's up from where he finished last year in this race. He finished 25th. Um, and let's, uh, let's, let's see what his report has to say from Front Row Motorsports. Uh, it was the team's 10th top 20 finish of the season. The consistency combined with the great finishes. Finishes. Has put the number 34 team only four points out of 15th in the championship standings. They, yeah, they've been 16th in the standings for three straight weeks. Um, McDowell finished 21st in stage one with the track still under the sun. McDowell battled dirty air and traffic and struggled to pass. He also needed more speed in the car with some handling adjustments. In stage two, McDowell has was cut behind the leaders when a caution came out after he pitted. That sent McDowell to the track back to the back of the field and finished 27th in the stage before having to take a wave around to get back with the lead pack for stage three and stage three McDowell, the team made ground both on the track and with the handling as the lights came when the sun fell pitch strategy also helped McDowell jump to 20th at the end of the stage. Uh, This is what McDowell had to say after the race. This is who we are as a team. We ground out those finishes, those finishes, even if we aren't in the top 15 or top 10, we still find a way to get into the top 20 when we don't have the best race. This is what we did tonight. We had some great speed, but not the track position. So We just worked out our strategy and stayed in the top 20. We gained our points and closed the gap a bit to 15th. Next week is a good track for us. I love good road course racing, and I know we can have a great finish. That brings us to where the Cup Series will be heading this weekend. They'll be heading out to Wine Country in California, uh, where they will race at Sonoma Raceway, and it'll be the first time they've raced on this road course since 2019. Uh, They did not race there last year, of course, because of the COVID pandemic kept them from traveling all the way out to California. So crow, do you have any, any, any expectations for Sonoma raceway? Do you do you have any 20 year old memories of this track? To, I mean, to, to mine? so,
0: so growing up, whenever I would play my, like whatever NASCAR video game. Yeah. Like this was my go-to track. Really? I love, it used to be Sears Point. Now it's Sonoma. Yeah. I, it is my favorite track, period. Um, I love the hairpo- wow. hairpin turn. I, I, for some reason, have just tons and tons of memories of um, like Bobby Labonte cutting across the hairpin turn in different races. <laughs> like, I, I don't, um, I don't know why. Um, but I don't know, I've always found it to be fun, exciting races. Um, I always thought it was one of the best road courses for you know. Like period for just any racing, so okay, yeah, I'm actually excited about that. Well,
1: well, well this has been a track that Martin Truex Jr. has dominated. Uh, he's won the last two visits there, so uh, expect this. Hopefully, uh, this this could set up a, a ba- another battle between Truex and, and Chase Elliott <laughs> on a road course. They've never done it at Sonoma. They their battles have been at Watkins Glen, um, I believe, with Chase winning both. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, they got that hairpin turn, which is really the most exciting turn on that track because you never know what's who's going to outbreak who, who's going to wheel hop. You had that finish with between Tony Stewart and Denny Hamlin there back in 16 um, where Stewart got his final career win. Um, I don't know if you know this, but uh, in 2019, they re-in- they returned to doing the carousel turn there after they did away with that, I think around 2000 I can't remember which year they did that uh but yeah they've returned to that sweeping kind of going around uh, a mountain or a hill however you want to describe yeah, it yeah they brought that back for the 50th anniversary of the track and they're still going to use it this year
0: yeah I think I love the hairpin my favorite part of the track is is that you come across the start finish line it's after the hairpin you go across the start finish line and then there's these sweeping turns that go up the hill
1: yeah left hand turn and it's it's a very yeah. it's very blind. Yeah. You're go you're just going uphill, and you can't really you don't know what's over the hill.
0: Yeah, but I, I, I like I love that part of it, watching it and like playing it in video games. It just it feels nice to go through that turn and like nail it, um, through those turns and nail it. We have um,
1: different views on Sonoma when it comes to video games because I hate <laughs> it in the video game because it feels like there's just no guardrails, like there's no. Good eye, eye markers for me on that track like especially going up that hill like i I, I can never I can never nail it um just because you just can't see anything <laughs> um but uh yeah I, I prefer Watkins Glen <laughs> so, it's it's a very mechanical track um especially with the inter- reintroduction of the, the the carousel um but it's i i, I like We've talked about it. I've come to love road courses over the last few years, Um, and it that's put on some good races. Um, So yeah, I think yeah, my pick going in like I guess we have to go back to the Malcolm McDowell real quick. <laughs> Michael McDowell, um, how is he? How has he done at some? He's only made eight starts there. Uh His best finish was 14th in 2017. Uh, and his best starting position there was 13th, and that was in 2019. And uh, he will. All right. And they, have of course, there's no qualifying this weekend uh, because it's not a new track. So it was a, the starting order was set up by the algorithm. Um, Kyle Larson has the pole. Chase Elliott is second. William Byron is third. Jenny Hill in fourth. Kyle Busch fifth. And after finishing 20th in Charlotte, McDowell will start 21st. And Truex is 19th. So um, that'll be interesting to see. Uh, how quickly, if at all, that Truex can advance to the field, and, and the same goes for uh, McDowell. Um, so it'll be it'll be interesting. Like again, no qualifying, no practice, just just show up and go. Does um, Sonoma
0: still have that weird pit situation?
1: Oh, where it's the island off the in... island. Yeah. No, it's not there. No, 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 it's not there anymore. Okay, Gilligan's Island is what they call it. So... Yeah, 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 You're right. <laughs> no, and it's all it's all one pit road now.
0: Yeah. I remember that was a a major thing. So I remember there being some times where there was a car that was just ridiculously fast, but they were on that farce, that that crappy part of the pits. <laughs> and so every time they would go to pit, they would lose you know 10 positions and have to r- race back, which is not an easy task at Sonoma.
1: Yeah, the weird pit roads are really a thing of the past. There's no tr- except for Bristol, there's no track where pit roads also on the backstretch there there's no pit roads like sonoma where there's this like little thing off the edge that that's just completely separate from everything else that those 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 are yeah those are dead yeah um they'll be okay if them bring actually bringing back the the, the backstretch like at darlington if you darlington if you really want to do a throwback weekend reinstitute the backstretch <laughs> pit road for what for one weekend um yeah that, that would, that'd be fun just to see, see see if people get used to that again. Um,
0: so. so, for my pick, so back in the day, whenever they would go to Sonoma, my guy never won, but the guy I always wanted to win because I enjoyed watching him in other racing series was Boris said. Mm. Okay, he, 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 he he's um, not in the
1: race. He's not. He's not. Yeah, he, he's
0: old. Um, well, well, he was at Coda. Oh wow, I, I missed that. He,
1: he was in the Xfinity race.
0: Oh yeah, yeah I missed that. But he's um, the thing that I always associate him with is the big uh, the like the semi truck racing. Oh, super 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 truck? truck or whatever it's called. But it's, like, it's like it's like it's like the cab of an eighteen wheeler and it's got a big spoiler on the back.
1: You mean Robbie Gordon series? I
0: guess I don't know. Anyway, that's what I associate him with. Okay, um, but because he's raced that a bunch, but I always cheered for him. So I'll go for the obvious road course ringer pick for this and say mcdowell
1: all right have you have have you picked mcdowell at all this year for anything
0: probably i can't remember but in this case like i think he he has a you know he's decent at road courses he's having a good year i think that this may be his his best shot for a second win
1: okay i like as, as I mentioned earlier, Hamlin almost went won, won here in 2016 before Tony Stewart so rudely forced him into the, the pit pit wall on the way to the checkered flag. Uh, he hasn't won yet. <laughs> He's starting in the top five. I'm going to take Hamlin this weekend. Um, because I don't think... he Like, he only has one road course win, so I don't think people are going to just, like, go out and, on a limb to pick him. So... I, 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 it's too it's too easy to pick Truex or Chase. Um, we need to change things. up. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I feel like I've been choosing the same say I've been choosing Truex or Larson, Truex or Larson. And the the only deviation I've had from that it, that I can remember was uh, Ross Chastain and Darlington. So I'm taking Denny Hamlin this this weekend. Um, so yeah, I what else is there? Anything I can't talk about off the top of my head? I can't think of.
0: Nope. I mean so, so. we had our big news week last week.
1: <laughs> yes. Oh, do, do do you want to mention Mike Mike Joy sort of mentioned it. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I texted Daniel when I was um, earlier. And so when I was watching I, I finally finished I, I watched most of the of the Coke Six Hundred yesterday. But I had to watch, catch the very end of it. So I texted Daniel when I finished. I was like, hey, th- the most notable thing about this was um, was Mike Joy at one point. Go, um, so was step back. Chase Elliott um, almost ran into another car. Um, in, in, but he was surrounded by like six yeah, cars he was surrounded at by the cars. time. So. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was not anything that he was necessarily doing wrong. But he was surrounded by cars and clearly having a hard time. And Mike Joy points out that he has a new spotter this week.
1: Yeah. um and Dude, Eddie DeHaan being suspended
0: for yeah yeah so, so as he's talking you can hear <laughs> him like trying to figure out how to communicate this correctly and so he's like so he's got a new, new spotter you know and you know his normal spotter um was it was it the
1: Ed, Eddie, Eddie DeHaan?
0: New, his, new, his new sponsor Eddie DeHaan um, was suspended for an incident dot 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 dot, dot, dot that, like it's that,
1: Labor Day. Go on, go on, go on, Mike! Come on, come on! <laughs> but yeah, uh, that that was the. I didn't catch that live. I saw people tweet. About, I saw someone tweet about. It. It's like, oh, wish I'd seen that. And then, thankfully, you um, you you sent it, so I got to see that today. Yeah, so, for, um...
0: for anyone curious, where's the <laughs> the the, the timestamp is. On the YouTube official video. Of the official full race replay, it's at one forty
1: four thirty six. Okay. Oh, I also forgot. So Memorial Day, as I mentioned, my my family and I, we went to Branson for a day trip. And on our way out of Branson, we got to do something very special um, that I've never gotten to do in my last, you know, in my adult life as someone who followed NASCAR. Crow, I got to go to a Menards.
0: Did you save big money? (laughs)
1: <laughs> my parent my parents got some cabinet handles i think for my sister um i, I so I, like i said i've never been to a menards there menards is not a thing that exists in the south it exists in the midwest the closest menards to charlotte i believe is in ohio which for for a racing a company to sp- be a major sponsor in nascar and not have a location <laughs> anywhere close to where the majority of its fans could go frequent it just baffles me. Um,
0: yeah, it's always weird when you have like a large car dealership sponsor a NASCAR or a car.
1: Yeah, th- th- thanks to the largest, like, um, at, at uh, there at Gateway, the sponsor of the the races there is just a car dealership in the St. Louis area. Yeah, right? it's
0: Bomerito. You know? Yeah, <laughs>
1: so it's like okay, okay. Well, at the
0: very least, they were. Heavily involved with just getting the race there in the first place,
1: I, mean, I guess. Um, so but still, it just it just baffles me. Baffles me that. But anyway, I got to go to Menards. Menards very green. It, green <laughs> green is it's or are, are its colors. So all, all all the all the banners and whatever are green. Uh, they sell fireworks. Like you walk <laughs> in, and um, <laughs> there's a or just a shelf of stuff. And there's a lot of fireworks. There's phantom branded fireworks. It's like you don't get that at Home Depot. You don't get that at Lowe's.
0: Yeah, Menards. I've been in there. I've been in one a few times, and it just feels like someone emptied out the contents of a uh, Big Lots inside of it, <laughs> inside of a Lowe's. <laughs>
1: um There's a grocery section. Um, Like fro- there's like even freezers of stuff. Like there's stuff you stuff you'd f- expect. Like maybe dollar Walmart or dollar in general. There's but there's an entire multiple rows of groceries. There's a very sparse book section um where you can get your cheap paperback thrillers. Um <laughs> uh so that that's I was just floored by that. It's like this is real my mom mentioned it. Like this is really just a one stop spot. one stop place. It was like yeah it kind of um it's the idea I, of
0: home improvement.
1: Yeah, I guess. <laughs> And I I went out in search of NASCAR um, stuff because you, this, is, this this store is a major NASCAR sponsor for Team Penske and technically the Wood Brothers, would, even though it's really just Team Penske. Uh, I found a picture in at the end of the the car battery section, uh, <laughs> a picture of Paul Menard when he drove the twenty seven Menards car for Richard Childress Racing, which is like five years ago. Um, and then I found a bin of cheap of cheap diecast toys including um hold on whoops anyway uh this, this um ryan blaney three dollar diecast if you want to call it the diecast so i uh, contributed i gave my thanks to menards for sponsoring nascar for years now so um so yes <laughs> three dollars three dollars every it was either that ryan blaney car or um, Paul Menard cars when he drove the twenty one for Wood Brothers Racing, which hasn't been a thing since three or er, twenty nineteen, right? Cool. Yeah. So, um, n- n- not a lot of new stuff for. I wish they would. That's my big problem today when it comes to the relationship between sponsors and NASCAR teams. Um, it seems very one way, uh, in that, well, yeah, we'll put our sponsors. On your car for however many races a year, but then you go into that store's location a year, and there's just no sign that that company is a sign of a, a sponsor of a NASCAR team. Like, I, I lived in Charlotte for four years, and the Napa store closest to Charlotte Motor Speedway, um, you could walk in there, and you would have no idea that it sponsored Chase Elliott, the most popular driver mm-hmm. in NASCAR. Um, I saw a little bit a good sign uh recently when adam stern at sports business journal uh tweeted out about a new campaign between mcdonald's Ducked pepper that will feature uh bubble wallace signage or whatever at at least some stores i don't know if it's a nationwide thing but i don't remember ever seeing jamie mcmurray um signage or kyle larson signage at mcdonald's so really
0: want a commercial for mcdonald's that is bubba wallace and ross chastain playing in a play place
1: (laughs) just just like just crawling around in the tubes and stuff or yes (laughs) well you 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 remember when mcdonald's used to have like i guess was it gamecube or n64 stations
0: that. Uh, I I missed that era oh, okay. of McDonald's. Uh, you're,
1: you're, okay, all right, that that, that was very early two thousands, um, but um, well, did, did you you saw the video of Ross Chastain um, going through the drive thru at McDonald's during yeah the, yeah <coughs> during the rain delay yeah that should have been a commercial. Just take that video and put it on TV. That went viral. Like TMZ did a story about that. Yeah, maybe that's enough. <coughs> <clears throat> maybe that's enough for mcdonald's it went viral like that but i there i have not seen a mcdonald's commercial featuring a nascar driver since bill elliott that has been 21 years um so i'm very much of the mind of if it if, if you're not if you don't have a tv commercial then really what's what's the point so <laughs> but that's just my bit but like we're, we're we're in may or we're in june i'm sorry And there has not been a Napa commercial featuring Chase Elliott this year, like at all. And he's the defending cup champion. (laughs) So I'm sure I've seen
0: a Napa commercial, period. Then again, I don't really see a lot of commercials. So,
1: yeah, but I, I watch most pretty much every NASCAR race. There has there's been the I am NASCAR commercial with Chase Elliott, but that's a NASCAR commercial. That's not a Napa commercial saying, hey, we sponsor Chase Elliott. He's a defending cup champion. He's also NASCAR's most popular driver. Isn't that awesome? Um, so it, I, the there 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 needs to be a just a complete um, do over on the relationship between NASCARs and sponsors and what the sponsors are doing at, away from the racetrack yeah. to showcase that. In my opinion,
0: yeah, I mean that was the whole thing. Like I, I know there was a big the big thing about ten years ago now. I guess where. They all the military sponsors pulled out of NASCAR teams for the most part, (laughs) but like I was always a big defender of that because it's like it's like that's actually probably some of the best money they invested in recruiting. You know, and not to get into pros or whatever on if it's good or bad, but as far as a return on investment standpoint, you know, pretty effective.
1: Well, Uh, they 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 don't they don't need to sponsor a car now because now they have the month-long NASCAR salutes campaign. Yeah. Um so <laughs> they have Jesse uji uh winning the fan vote for the iRacing series every week. Um very questionable. Um <laughs> uh that he's winning that um legitimately. anyway, um all right. Do you have anything else on your mind? Uh Crow? nope. All right. Uh we're going to close this out here. Uh thanks again for for listening everyone. I'm Daniel McFadden. You can follow me on Twitter at Daniel McFadden. If you don't already know by now, it's all one word. And my last name is MCFA DIN. Um, follow, follow us on YouTube at youtube.com slash. Uh, Daniel McFadden. Uh, Crow, where can they find you?
0: I am here. And also on Twitter at DTH Crow. Don't expect much. Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, that's it. Thanks for listening. Uh, again, uh, interview next week, uh, with Renee Mitchell, a new NASCAR fan, a black woman, uh, from the Baltimore area. Uh, we, we discuss what year has been like for her getting to getting into NASCAR and going to her first NASCAR race ever, uh, last month at Dover. So, um, that's just one part of what I'll be doing next week. So please, uh, check that out. And, um, Anyway, but yeah, thank you. This has been Dan McFadden, or this has been Dropping the Hammer with Dan McFadden. Have a great week, everyone.